it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 18 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, and I'm one of the coaches of the Indiana Wesleyan men's basketball team. Today, we're going to talk to Joel Okafer and Evan Maxwell about the team's run in the national tournament. Every year, it seems like the team gains traction both on and off the court in significant ways during the tournament. Evan and Joel will share some experiences both in the games and behind the scenes. In the second half, Coach Tonegal will join to share why he thinks the team's pursuit of three always seems to come together during the national tournament. We're joined now by two juniors, Evan Maxwell and Joel Okafer. And guys, we're going to talk about the run to the national title game We're coming off the conference tournament. We're pursuing joy as a team. Coach Widener talked specifically about that in our last episode. Evan, why don't you take listeners inside specific ways we were trying to find what joy meant? Yeah, so um, we just just try to take some time, uh, get into the word. We would usually take like 15 minutes as a team, um, five minutes in the word, um, maybe searching passages about joy, um, and then we would pray for five minutes uh, just, just by ourselves, meditate on the scripture and then take five minutes to talk to a teammate or a coach or, or break into groups and just really talk about what God spoke to our heart in that moment. So we, we do this leading up to the national tournament and there's really just some neat times where we see you guys praying with each other and talking about what it really looks like to play with joy. And we drive out to Sioux Falls. We get to the gym for the first time and, and we go in that gym. Joel, what's going through your mind as, as we start thinking about playing in this, the biggest stage that we're going to play on? Uh, walking into the gym, uh, just I just remember last year's feeling, uh, just you know having a great, you know, first three game going into the final four, and then you know now winning the final four game uh, for the seniors and walking in there, I just don't want to have that same feeling uh, this year. And just knowing that we have such a great uh, seniors, JJ and Ben, I didn't want them to go out that way. Just how much they've poured into us, uh, I want them to not just win the championship and just have joy, you know, knowing, you know, that the way they lead this program is a is a way that's going to impact, you know, not just us right there at the team, but all the guys that are coming in and just what they've done. So uh, going into the tournament, it's just I didn't want to have that feeling of, you know, knowing that I came up sh- uh, short uh, in the tournament. So we always, when we enter the gym, we have what we call story time. We sit everybody down and we, we tell stories of, players who came before and things that have happened at the national tournament that define the culture and what we're about and why this week is so meaningful for us. Evan, you remember anything specific listening to some of those stories? Um, well, it, it was a good moment for me to just kind of even learn more about the culture. This was my first time um, making a national tournament run in, in any on any team. Um, but specifically in this program. So it was just cool to hear in on, on some of the things that people remember. Um, and one thing I noticed that um, the things that people remembered were not necessarily moments in games or games that we won, um, but a lot of them were just off-court experiences, spiritual experiences, ways that guys were challenged and grew, um, and just the way that they were able to feel spiritual high during that week um, and get a lot closer to God 
and just growing their faith. One of the things we've seen over time, no matter how aggressively the team's been pursuing three over the course of the season, you get to the national tournament and the stakes are higher, it's easy to start thinking of yourself. And we went into these first games and we'd been playing at a high level in the conference championship. We played one of the best games we've ever played in Lucky Arena. The team's pursuing joy and we feel like we should just be able to pick it back up and start dominant play again. What happened in those first games, Joel? Uh, I think going into that first game, uh, like you said, we, we were, um, as a team, we we're all thinking, you know, just about, you know, just how much success we've had coming into that tournament. Just, you know, we were scared that, you know, everybody, like we're target in the, in the tournament and we don't want to just come in and, you know, just lose, like lose a game. And uh, that just, I think, kind of put weight on everybody. Uh, and just as we, we go through the first game and we, we all felt like, you know, we didn't play as good as we should have. And then going into the second game, it was kind of the same thing. Guys were just kind of like pulling weight on that self. So, Evan, Joel talked a little bit about those first couple games. This was your first national tournament, so you weren't really sure what to expect. What do you remember about those first two games? Um, I mean, we got there. We, had to, we, we hadn't played in a, a week or so, and we had kind of had to get used to the gym and knock a little rust off. Um, but I just feel like in, in those first couple games, we, I think we all felt it. Like, there was just something wrong. We, we kind of lost our identity a little bit. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't have energy. We didn't have the joy that we really wanted. Um, so we all knew that something had to change, and we weren't, we weren't content in the way that we had played in those first couple games. We felt it so strongly as a staff. I remember I was out for a run, and I was so burdened about the mentality on the team. And when I got back, uh, Coach Tongo got back from a, a breakfast with his wife, and Amy had said to him, what is wrong with your team? You guys look like you're having no fun. And she specifically pointed to the coaches that you guys look like you have so much pressure on you. And I think everyone in the program felt that pressure for some reason. And really joy is what we were pursuing, but we weren't finding it. What do you think changed, Joel? Uh, I think what changed um, our mentality going into the um, game against Morningside was just, you know, we came together as a team and uh, did this uh, just thing where, like, the, the uh, dads were dead that night. And I remember Coach Clark just, you know, putting us through this thing where we talk about our fears and our frustration and just uh, write them down and just kind of talk about them and just, you know, what's keeping us down just from playing freely. And uh, I just thought it was a re remarkable moment. Just, you know, even the dad being able to speak to us, just what they felt and like even their own fear, being able to throw their own fear and, you know, everybody being able to do that. I felt like that just kind of, took everything away, like took every like weight on our shoulders and just, we were just able to go out there and play freely and just have fun while we play and then also have joy. We're going to talk more about that specific night and how we threw away our fears and frustrations and called out joy in each other on our next episode. But going forward with you guys, the next night we were playing Morningside, who we thought was one of the best teams in the country. Evan, what happened that night? Um, I mean – Man, we, we just came out with freedom. I feel like all of our burdens had been lifted, our fears had been lifted, um, and we just we just played with freedom and joy. Um, and it was an awesome moment. Just um, come out and punch them in the mouth. I think all of us were a little bit um, scared of the moment early on, but I think after um, just letting our fears out, we just came out and played together and played with joy. And 
just smacked him in the mouth. And they ended up calling a timeout in the first couple minutes or whatever. And it just felt good to be to be back to who we are and to find our identity again. Um, and then that just continued for the rest of the game. Um, and we just it, it just like I said, it, it just felt good to get back to to who we are and, and find us and and have some confidence going into the final four. There was a sense in the locker room before the game that there was no way we were going to get beat. And one of the plays I remember so specifically, Coach Tonegal had been challenging you guys to make threes in transition, and he said for some reason it feels like it's worth more points when you do. And not more than a minute or two into the game, Kanan hit a deep three in transition, and they called timeout. And you guys came to the bench with a sense of joy and passion that we had rarely seen this year. It was just a really special night, and it continued into a celebration that night, went to church the next day, and just had some moments where we really united as a team, which led us to to Sunday night. We're preparing for the Final Four game. And, Joel, you had talked about coming in, and we had lost on Monday night the year before. So we're at Sunday. We know the next day we're playing in a Final Four game against a team that's already beat us earlier in the season take us through what's going through your mind um so going you know after we made that final four and uh just one of my thought at that point was uh i don't know what happened last year you know it happened again it was just kind of similar moment like last year we we, we have played uh as a home team leading into the final four game and in the final four game with a away team so it's kind of the same thing with this with this year and it's just kind of like you know just similar moments so but i just you know, told myself, like, uh, I don't need to be worrying about the other team. I just need to worry about my guys, uh, my, my teammates, and just, you know, what, what I can control. And like you said, they beat us early in the year, and, you know, that didn't, like, I didn't even want to think about that. Just like, you know, we've lost to them. It, it is a different uh, team, you know, than early in the year. So just leading into the game, I just knew if we come out with the same energy we did against Morningside and just playing without fear and just joy and you know for each other uh i know everything is going to take care of itself but there there's a deeper story to this you two guys are roommates and after the tournament we hear from both you guys how some of the conversations you had away from the court were really meaningful for what happened on maybe you guys could both talk a little bit about how you were each able to encourage each other and lift each other up in times where there was some doubt or fear so uh, i i came in um in the room after I think we've met for film, and then uh, I just you know I sat there it was some frustration, um, and you know Evan was just kind of on his bed. We we're watching maybe a college game at that time, and I asked him if he cares if I share some of my frustration that I'm having right now. And, you know, Evan always down to listening to um, his teammates and just people around him. He said, "Sure, I, you know, I'd love to." And then something that I really loved about that moment was like he was laying down, and then after I said that, he specifically like stood up and like kind of faced me, and that just showed how much he cared mm-hmm. and like wanted to listen. So I just told him about the frustration, um, and then he was just you know he listened without talking, and then I uh, just gave you know advice that he he can, and just he asked to pray for me, and I thought that was really powerful just to have someone like that. And then the next night, Evan, if if you remember. Uh, Joel played one of the best games he's played in his life in a big moment. What do you remember about watching him play in that game? Um, well, I mean, I guess for me it was a little bit different because the night prior, like, he had opened up to me and um, telling me what was going on, and I specifically played or prayed that he would play with freedom. Um, so to see him just go out and play freely and um, just give his all and 
not not play with any fear at all. It just felt so good. And um, yeah, like you said, he, he played great. And that was actually, I think that first half for me, um, I was I like at halftime, I had to challenge myself to give even more. So it was just awesome to see him to have such a great first half. And like, even not have like, it took my focus off of myself to see like, oh man, like there's a teammate who's given his all and he's, he's playing hard and playing freely. Like now I can just jump right in and do the same thing. And our entire team kind of followed his lead in that, in that area. Um, and I think one other area where he led us in that, in that run specifically was just talking about hunger all the time. Um, and that's something he talked about in the first couple games too, when we weren't playing with, with freedom or joy or passion, just being hungry for the next team. And I think that goes along with just the way he was feeling about the previous year. Maybe um, he knew that if we took a team lightly, we could end up in the same situation. So I think he took it on himself to call others to be a lot more hungry. And um, with the way that we were growing off the court, um, we were just hungry to get back to our identity and play with, with freedom and joy. And we were hungry to experience that joy. Um, but I think that was one way that he, he definitely led us. And I was also inspired with just the way he was honest and opened up and, and wanted to get his frustrations and fears out. And um, he trusted me with that. And he just, he trusted that I would, I mean, keep it between us and, and just listen and, and hear him. And then, um, so that was just a great moment for me also not, and I didn't even get anything off my chest. I just felt like I, I grew and I obviously got a lot closer to him in that moment too. So. His play that night was so big because IU East was one of the best defensive teams we played all year. And Joel had an unbelievable offensive game. Felt like everything he threw up was going in. And it really did propel us forward into the national title game. Now, as listeners hear these things, I think it really shows the hope we have going forward. We, we hear so many stories of Ben and Jacob and the leadership they had. And we talk all the way back in episode two about this concept that each player in our program has been handed a heritage by the players that came before, but they're going to leave a legacy when they leave. And all season long on The Pursuit, we've been hearing about the legacy of Jacob and Ben. Well, as you listen to Evan and Joel and their maturity and perspective and the growth that they've had, you can see why we're so excited about these two guys along with senior Trevor Waite and the legacy they'll leave after next year. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're back in the second half with Coach Tonigal. Coach, I, I loved hearing Joel and Evan and just talk about how there were things happening in the hotel, in their relationship, where they just went deeper than they'd ever been. And it seems like every year around the national tournament, everything we've been growing in culminates in the national tournament. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I think you're right. Every, every year, I think we look forward to the national tournament, not only because we're still playing basketball in March, but there's explosive growth that occurs. And I think one of the main factors is is just the community that we live in during that time. So it really be, it really starts on our spring break, which is usually a week before we take off. And we're the only people on campus. And so we're forced to live in, in relationship with each other, where we're communicating with each other, we're spending time. And we, we tend to go places we normally don't go. We push our guys to, to, to I guess, lean into each other's lives. And, and what we see happen is growth really begins there. But I think some coaches, if they had that opportunity, they'd say, our guys need to rest more because we have the national tournament coming up. Our guys need space. But to really engage at deeper levels during this time, why do you think that's such a critical part of this? I think it just brings about a God-first focus. I mean, I think sometimes when we talk I am third, I know I do, I, I tend to go and want to explain it as other second and talk about, well, it's just about putting other people second. Well, the reality is we can't put other people second unless we have first lived God first, unless he becomes our hunger. Naturally, we just won't do that. And so what I think what I see happen for me and for our guys is God becomes our focus. Our conversations are centered on him. When we're back at the dorm, our time is centered on him. When, when we wake up, the first thing we talk about is what he is doing, what we're reading in his word. And that changes our mindset. That changes the things we think about. I think it changes the, our desires. And when you live in community and you begin to share that, I think momentum uh, starts to build. What's amazing to see is these words that you spoke about last episode, how they come to life. So this year it was joy. As a group, we're pursuing joy. And then we go to the national tournament. It comes to life. In a couple episodes, you're going to talk more about fearless and that concept. And in 2014, our first national championship, that word came to life. So it wasn't just a word our guys were talking and praying about. It's something that was lived out both off the court and on the court. Now, as you think of other leaders, spiritual leaders in business or in a classroom, why would it be so important to recognize and leverage key moments like we have in the national tournament? How could they start going about that? I think as a leader... You're always asking the question, how do I connect my people to God? Uh, obviously, I'm not the source of their growth, but I can connect them. And I think of I think of just farming as an example. I, I've always been enamored with growth. Why do things grow? And, you know, as a farmer, you, you can't make your crops grow, but you can sure manipulate a little bit of the condition. So you can plant in good soil. You can water. Well, so it is in the Christian life. If you want to grow... God's always going to initiate that growth by his grace. That's one thing we recognize. But we can also manipulate the conditions. We can spend more time in his word or we can get in prayer. We can we can go to a teammate and open up about life and, and talk to them about what God is doing. And as we do those things, naturally, we just begin to grow more. But one of the things that's important to point out is this is happening in the most important part of our worldly season. So the national tournament is when we're going to be defined as a basketball team in, in basketball what you do in March defines who you are as a program. So how do you find this balance as a, as a leader of this team? You know on your resume it's going to say how you did in March, and that's what people are going to look at first. But to take those moments and really make them about God first, others second, and yourself third, how would a leader go about doing that when it's their national championship? Yeah, I think some of the guys that probably played for us early on are wondering, well, that do they really do that? Because you know? <laughs> I remember going to the national tournament my first couple of years, and it was, fellas, we are going to eat, drink, and sleep basketball for 23 and a half hours, and then you can sleep the other half hour. And slowly, I think God just changed our perspective on things. And 
it's it's that same concept of if you if you give it up, you often give it back. And what we had to do was lay down our desires to control and manipulate things and and say this is the best way to win. Rather, we flipped it and said we're going to put God first. We're going to put other people second. And if we happen to do better, we happen to do better. Well, the result is we have done better because that's the way our, our lives are designed. And so we truly have carved out space and made him a priority in our pursuit of championships. And you know, I think our teams have played better, better as a result. I think back to our our first year at the national tournament, we we tipped off at 8:30 a.m. and we had our guys up at 4 a.m. because we wanted to get them on the right nutrition schedule. And now we're waking up and we're praying a lot. But there there also is a lot of hard work. And there's a there's uh, it's not like we just pray for 14 hours and then we go pl- play a game. So how does a leader find this balance? We want to put God first, but we also want to be excellent in what we do in a critical part of a season. How do you find that balance? Well, I think it I think it happens over time, to be honest. I, I hope young coaches don't listen to this and think, well, those guys, they've always had it together. That's the least, you know, possible explanation. I mean, it, we've grown into this over time and, and as a leader, if you're growing, then then you can share that with others. But if you if you don't have any growth, you're not you're not sharing any truly life giving change. And so we've just tried to hunger ourselves and position ourselves to grow and as a result share that. And as a, a over time, I think what you're doing is you're willing to give up those big moments because there's, there's a faith that exists that wasn't there before, and I know that's happened in, in both of our lives. On our next episode, we're going to take listeners inside a team meeting the night before the Elite Eight when the team threw away their fears and frustrations in exchange for the pursuit of joy. Kyle Mangus and Jacob Johnson will join in the first half to take listeners inside. We just kind of had a weight lifted off of us knowing, like, we weren't defined by those fears and frustrations, um, but found our identity in God. And and I think like going out, I think it was Evan that said something along the lines of he knew we were going to play well the next the next day just because um, we we were playing in so much freedom and had so much freedom after that. And and I think it played out later on. In the second half, Coach Osborne and Coach Wider will join to share more. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.